Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And the Oscar goes goes to... You're listening to Bandwagons. Welcome back to Bandwagons. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us. And um, um, will we do the housekeeping now or will we do the housekeeping at the end? We can do housekeeping at the end. Okay, I think. Um, so stay tuned for that. We've got a lot of people to thank and talk to about Friday and everything else, yada, yada, yada. But first, first things first, we're talking about the Oscars. Yeah. Very exciting. You did not stay up to watch them and neither did I. No. Um, and by the glad we're covering it, them. <laughs> by the looks of it, yeah, glad we chose this. By the looks of it, um, we were better off sleeping. I think. Yeah. So I think the the well, not the main difference. Well, yeah, I suppose. Obviously, with everything that was going on, like a lot of the ceremonies have been part in person, part virtual. Um, the Oscars and the Academy were kind of really standing their ground about it being a normal in inverted commas ceremony. They weren't letting people zoom in. Um, it was in person, like normal-ish red carpet. Um, happened at Union Station. Uh, disappointing that kind of the focus is on and the fact that the ceremony was so lackluster because in terms of the winners, um, very good winners and very diverse for once. So yeah. it's just a shame that in this media cycle, it's going to be like, oh, the Oscars are really boring. When it was like, yeah, the ceremony was, but like in terms of actually who won, it was quite interesting. Yeah. You, normally, do you stay up and watch? And like, how invested do you get? I think I've done gonna, an episode on this before. Now that I'm saying it, we did we a did general a, one. Yeah, we did a general one. Um, I so when I was younger, I would have watched because it definitely wasn't as accessible. Like, if you were watching, you were watching the next day on RT or something. Yeah. And then when I eventually did get Sky, um, and got the e channel, I obviously watched Life from the Red Carpet. I would have been way more interested in the fashion. Um, it's only as I've gotten older that I'm kind of like. I'm kind of more interested in the politics around it and that kind of thing. And I suppose, to be honest, with the year that it's been, like I've watched more movies than I ever would. Though I will say, and we get into this with our guest, it was a strange year for Ireland, I suppose, particularly. And I'm sure other countries were the same. Like a lot of the nominated movies, we weren't able to watch up until like last week. Which yeah, is just the insane. only one I'd heard about was Promising Young Woman, and that's only really in the last two or three weeks. And then I heard about no because it only came to streaming. Like yeah, this, yeah. And then I'd heard about Nomadland. Is that what it's called? Nomadland yeah. on a podcast last night. I think it was maybe like an OTV ad or something. I think that's maybe, only on Star only, on Disney Plus this week. Like literally it's, only last night or this morning I heard about it, and then all of a sudden it won an Oscar. I was like, what the hell? Where did that come out of? So I watched. I watched Judas in the Black Messiah. I thought it was amazing. Um, trying to think what else. I think she that, not, Promising Young Woman and said uh, it was overhyped. 
but it was good. But he did say it was good, but he said yeah. there was, well, sorry, he just did say that there was a lot of hype around it, which seems to be the narrative around it, I think. Yeah. Um, which I is. I think I watched that today. Yeah. Nomadland, I think, seems to be. Should we do Promising Young Woman for Movie Club this week? We could do. I'm not sure how much crack it'll be. Is the Actually, only thing. maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, um, we should watch we'll it before we it. commit to anything. Yeah, maybe we'll have a thing. But we could do Nomadland. Yeah, we don't know I what was... that's about, though, do we? We do, yeah. Oh, okay. Would it um, be crack? I don't know if it'd be good crack, is the thing. See, mm. there's very few of them that would be any crack. We could do like a maybe. throwback um, Oscar-themed movie club. Yeah. Let's commit to that, but we don't know what movie yet. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had seen Borat's subsequent movie film, thought it was grand. Did it win there was some... No, it, it was nominated for a few things, didn't win much. Um, Trial of the Chicago 7, did you watch that? Yes, I did. I was actually. That was very for good. A few things. I did not know Borat. How the heck did Borat get nominated for? Borat, first of all. Why do I say it wrong? I never Borat. Borat. Borat, are you okay? Borat. Bor. Which is the right way? Borat. 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 The way I'm saying it. Right. Not Borat. Well, like, Borat. obviously, like, uh, well, sorry, Sash Baron Cohen was nominated for Trial of the, Trial of the Chicago 7, but like, uh, yes. for one, and I'm sorry, I should remember her name, the gal who's in. Borat subsequent movie film was up for an actress nom. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Um, delight for Daniel Kaluuya. Um, we're going to have to catch up on the rest of the movies. But yeah, you can hear we're not, we are not the experts, but we do, we do have an expert on hand to yes. talk us through the Oscars in every single aspect. Yes. So a uh, big thank you to Stephen Byrne for joining us on today's episode. Who better to talk about the Oscars with than broadcaster, cutie pie, sweetheart, friend of the pod, Stephen Byrne. How's it going? <laughs> oh, I'm so delighted to have you here. I'm delighted. The only podcast I listen to, which I should not say. No way. Because if, if I actually say that, then all the people that I've told that to before know that I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, that We just I'm know lying. you're lying. It's fine. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. All the people I've actually said to before. Oh, yeah, I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like this is literally I show I, I think I like uh, when that Spotify stuff came out at Christmas and it was like oh well, everything you've listened to over the last number of years this was in obviously it was my number one and I posted it um just me and Breed relentlessly how do you do it play how do our voices in your ear once a week that's too much for me <laughs> it's literally I literally just throw you on when I'm, I'm doing something around the house and it, it you're just <sighs> there and always there and it's so comforting it's lovely oh so fills my heart with joy you're so sweet no. um but radio is a great medium and it will never die <laughs> no it won't and you keep you keep me company every Balance. weekend um in the car on the way up and down to cork no. i take i always text you after the show and i'm all coming off the empty to be like great show today steven i'm such a liquor such a liquor <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> so talk to me what was the first year that you covered uh the oscars for work etc etc uh, first year that I went to the Oscars was 2013, I think. 20, wait, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yes, 2013. That's a lot is... of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> were you two more. <laughs> were you Oscar obsessed before you went? Or how did it come about that you were going to be the person to go? I, like, it, it's one of those things of just literally do something and see if it happens. Um, I was, yeah, obsessed with it. I used to watch it every single um, year with my sister. We used to play bet, place bets and um, whoever kind of got the most right would have to pay for the takeaway that we'd had earlier, all that sort of stuff. And honestly, never thought I'd ever end up there. But um, I worked on a show called TuTube at the time. And um, we kind of just did everything. We had different elements of, you know, going to London to interview people and at the same time we'd be interviewing you know students in schools or um completely just the most diverse show in the entire world but I just had this I just saw an, I think a, an application for press for the Oscars one year and I was like hmm, will I mm. knowing full well that I wouldn't be allowed to go because one it would cost so much money to go over to LA we had very tight budgets I was like I'll never allow it but do you know what I'm just going to see if I would be accepted, if the Oscars like me. So I put together uh, an application form, put it in, didn't tell anyone in work. And then 
a week or two later got a, 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 an application kind of received back going yeah we want you here if you can come over um here's all the information here's all the details you're booked in here's your slot here's your place on the carpet here's your all this and i was like oh shite <laughs> <laughs> then you have to tell your boss i was like either i have to tell my boss or no i won't tell him and i had actually that whole feeling of i can't tell him because i know i'm going to be you know given out to about it they won't like there's no way they'll be like oh steven like why so i said it to my um assistant producer at the time he's a mad film fan and um i just thought he would like kind of be like oh that's gas like and laugh it off and be like oh but i said to him he's like you have to tell our boss you have to say it to him i was like no no i don't want to get in trouble (laughs) so he went and told him and then the next day my boss came over to me my producer came over to me and went oh I was like, what? And he was like, well, obviously, like, it would be amazing to go. And I was like, yeah, well, well, we can't. And he went, no, we have to. And I was like, (laughs) why? And he was like, well, we are one of the Oscar kind of um, uh, partners because we pay for the ceremony. We do that every year, you know, to air it every year. It looks bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, so what you're saying is, he was like, if you can find a way to fund it, then yes. Um, so we did. We we found ways to do it very cheaply and found sponsors and, and and all that every year. And it kicked off from that. And it kind of taught me, like, just if you want to do something, you know, just stretch your arm out and who knows, maybe it might actually happen. Um, and you might not get in trouble for it. If you're not in, you can't win. Yeah, exactly. It's the old exactly. saying in Bandwagon's HQ. What? <laughs> Like what actually happens? Because like what we see on screen is very different to a day working there, I would mm. imagine. Like what does your day look like when you pull up in normal times? Obviously, you're at the Oscars, you're there to do your job. What happens? Um, well, it starts days before. So kind of people see obviously the Oscar ceremony that happens on the Sunday evening. But um, it all kicks off the the Monday before in terms of Oscar week. You have the pre-parties, which um, all the nominees would be invited to, but then everybody else would be invited to as well it becomes this festival in in los angeles for the week so there'll be screenings kind of going on all week long as well but specific kind of hollywood oscar pre-parties for irish people so there's the oscar wilde pre-party which happens in jj abrams studio um there's the women in hollywood party which celebrates all the women that are nominated that year and then also for the nominees they have dinners as they go every single day leading up to the night so that's the opportunity for you know someone who's just nominated for the first time maybe in a best director category or a best documentary category to meet steven spielberg or to get those sort of contacts um and then there's still the voting that is going up all all the way to then so the voting happens obviously some people get sent out stuff but there's screenings that are happening for last minute kind of voters and last minute um members of the academy and it's a just a bit of a buzz for the entire week people are kind of obviously walking around and and you know very much there for it and you have hundreds of people obviously thousands of people who have flown in just for that week who might not even be going to it but then for us we'd start on the wednesday so we have to go pick up our credentials kind of on the wednesday before get all their stuff we walked around the carpet do our um kind of our security checks all that sort of stuff and we get down there kind of on a saturday and get to grips with what we're doing but it's weird kind of in the first few years it was like uh, 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 walking around like oh god someone's looking at me like i'm like not meant to be here because i'm not meant to be here (laughs) but after kind of the last number of years that we were going it was very much like okay like we know what we're doing and one of the main reasons for that is they treat you so well over there i've never been to an event that is where the press are treated as well as the actors, the press are treated like they are almost even as important as the people who are nominated. And I think they understand, you know, that they are, that the press are a big reason for um, why people will actually tune into it and why people will actually watch it and that it's nothing without that. So we'd arrive down at about 9am on the Sunday morning, um, shoot a bit, a few bits on the carpet to pre-wreck it, get ready. The main thing is we don't, we used to do the red carpet interviews but we realized there was no point for it because like people wake up and the awards have already happened so there's no point in actually interviewing anybody but we'd be there from from 9 a.m all the way till about 1 a.m um because the ceremony kicks off about three for the red carpet and about half five for the actual um ceremony but we'd be sitting behind the main stage right behind this place called winner's walk so once someone wins their award um they leave to the right of the stage and they get brought down this thing called winner's walk where you know, there's a hundred people 
throwing them glasses of champagne going, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're brilliant. Oh my God, this is the start of your life. And then they get thrown into a room with me and another maybe 50 people from the press who are like asking stupid questions. Like, I mean, stupid questions. Oh, like, give us an example. Give us an example of the stupid question you've heard I, in that room. Pretty sure, I forget who it was asked to. But I'm sure if I look back, it would be. But someone was like, what was your favourite episode of Home and Away? <laughs> That's definitely Margot Robbie or someone. <laughs> it could have been. Or a Hemsworth. No, Hemsworth. Oh, that's, so, that's someone from an extremely niche publication or podcast that like somehow wangled their way there. And they, like, <laughs> yeah. come back Home and Away fan line. Like it's just... <laughs> All that Imagine! Sort of but it is tooth and nails to try and get like in the press room. It's almost like an auction. They walk in and we're sitting there right in front of them. We've all got kind of access to a microphone. Um we it's like a, a stage that looks gorgeous but it's also just like a, a hotel room because the oscars itself actually happens basically when they're walking the red carpet is, is through a shopping center so they walk down hollywood boulevard which is completely blocked off for a, a good whack up like you, you, maybe like a, a full 30 minute walk of hollywood boulevard is shut down um but it only gets shut down from the evening before. So if you are like are over in LA the week before, you can technically walk down the red carpet if you want to. All the statues yes. will be up. It is all up there. And then you can just pop into the ice cream parlor that's literally like on the red carpet. It's <laughs> that in a shopping center. It's like doing it in Dundrum Town Center. It's called the Hollywood High Island. <laughs> and then watching it in like, I don't know, the theater that's in Dundrum Town Center, um, which is the Dolby Theater. But there's a connection between the Dolby Theater and um, the hotel right beside, which is the Lowe's Hotel, which is where we are. So it's an underground passage that they go through to end up in this conference room um, where we're waiting for them. And they just get chucked out in front of us, like I said, and asked all these questions. But like, you tell lies. Like I've, 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 my, my great grandfather fought in the War of Independence, and I can't tell you how many actors I've been like. Can I get them? I'm Irish, no. It's, it's beside Britain. <laughs> he would murder me, but sometimes you just gotta like Olivia Colman be like, yeah, like you know the Queen. And I'm love Irish. her, love I'm her. Irish. We love it. We love it, and it works. <laughs> but like, um, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a well-oiled operation, and they very much treat everybody that goes there with respect, which is something that I really admire. And they've always been very progressive with things as well. Even kind of when we go, I remember the first year, a couple of years ago where they kind of, we came in and they always tell you what to wear. And it was the first year that they said, you know, men can wear dresses and, and women can wear suits and things like that. So they've always just been just very well taken care of. Um, and it's not like you just show up their email and you kind of every, every two or three days for about three or four months beforehand. Do you still can get- I- Oh, no, you go. Oh, sorry, I was just going to ask before we get into the actual questions again, the food, right? <laughs> is, it, is, it as, is it as scarce as some of the celebs go on about? Or is it like, or well, is it, or were you well fed? Oh, I'm well fed. This is the most amazing <laughs> thing about it. Like they always go, hey, everybody with our famous prawn cocktail, which is outside in the hallway. Like literally when we get in there at like... 9am they'll have breakfast for us at about 11 um full massive buffet crazy level like constantly oh, being changed like full like the like coffee drinks all that sort of stuff whatever you want no alcohol um of course oh. but then lunch comes out and lunch is like a like a buffet like about which is i'd say about 100 meters long it's the most ridiculous thing and we can just dive into it and then right beside that there's a um, like a, a table of people who know everything about the Oscars, the Oscar nerds, like basically who you can go over to and be like, who won this in blah, 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 blah. And they will come back to you within 30 seconds being like, well, you'll find that it was this person. And just a beacon oh, of wow. knowledge and all that sort of stuff. But there, I don't know. I mean, they don't get fed during the day. So they'll arrive on the red carpet, maybe at about from three o'clock till half four or five. Yeah. And the ceremony starts. And just before it starts, they are in a reception room in the Dolby foyer. So it's basically this foyer of a cinema um, where they are given like the tiniest glass of champagne in the entire world and there'll be a few olives and things like that. And then, yeah, they don't get fed when they're in the ceremony, but some people have been known to bring hip flasks and and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then afterwards, they walk off the red carpet and right beside, uh, they get brought into the governor's ball, which is the first place that they'll get to eat. But that might not be till about half 10 at night. So yeah, they wouldn't kind of eat between- two o'clock and there and I doubt you know 
they might have eaten they'll be nervous all that sort of stuff yeah like, they've just like gotten into their suits and don't want to bloat or you know all that sort of stuff so yeah. i doubt um, they would so yeah they wouldn't eat till maybe like half 10 11 and then obviously they start drinking as well and they get absolutely shit-faced <laughs> <laughs> I, which i love some of them you can even see like a, like i um shouldn't really say this but i know the secret exit that goes from the hotel um down through the shopping center and into the red carpet after the ceremony where i actually hide my badge so you have to wear your badge at all times but i hide my badge so i look like i was actually in the actual oscars and was invited and we get the official oscar program that everybody does and everybody gets so i go down and pretend that i'm obviously like an actor that i've just walked out and you just get to experience what is basically the end of a deb's and it's you know the like carnage like carnage like um, like some of my favorites like octavia spencer running down the carpet with no shoes on after shangela from drag race oh my god shangela can i give a photo (laughs) (laughs) like amazing moments of just looking around and be like this is like this is like every like after Debs or after whatever where but like they're the most famous people in the entire world it's ridiculous just seeing people like wandering down and be, like ignoring each other being like oh my god look like Brad Pitt is clearly ignoring whoever is like walking by and all this sort of stuff it's hilarious and so surreal it's just like what and it reminds you that they're all normal people extremely white privileged normal people but like <laughs> normal people <laughs> Does the novelty ever wear off or do you still have those like pinch me moments? I know you haven't been in a couple of years, but does when you go again, will you still be like, I can't believe I'm at the Oscars? I think when I go back, I will. Yeah. Last year was a, a bit of a moment like that um, again. Um, but there were maybe one or two years where it sunk in and you had to really be like, come on and start pinching yourself being like, start thinking this is fake. Start <laughs> thinking that this isn't real. Because there are the days where you kind of are walking in and, you know, you do your security and you're just like, nah. And you go, wow, well, okay. Another cool. day at the and office. You walk in, you're just like another day at the office. And it's the only, because I've done eight of them. So there's, a, you know, anything that you do that much will become like that. But at the same time, you still do get those moments where you're like, something is you know that you've been doing for a while and obviously it's very normal like sitting in the press room and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like <laughs> like a moment where i don't know um if la la land when la la land was winning and it won so many awards that you're like oh emma stone's in the room again yeah okay and you're like steven shut up emma stone is in the room again <laughs> like, don't be like oh like going oh shite they've won another awards so they're gonna come back in to talk to us like already talked to steven spielberg don't need to talk to him again <laughs> there are those moments you just have to really kind of check yourself because but then at the same time it, like when you're in work mode for anything you, you very much don't really process what's happening till after it actually happens you're like that was insane what oh so yeah you, speaking of la la land you were in the room for the whole mix-up with moonlight yeah. what was that like that was it honestly felt like a bomb went off um <laughs> because i almost tuned out a little the way it works is we've got um we can watch on the TV in that room. Um, but at that very moment when all that is going on, usually is when most of the actors and stuff are coming into the press room. So they, you know, are getting their drinks outside after and talking to people. So they get delayed. So you might not be getting an award that was halfway through the ceremony, that person coming into you until the end. Um, so I forget who was in the room, but um, they obviously that was going on on the screen we've got headphones that we can place in and listen to the screen while someone's in the room and I had them off because I was just like oh okay focus on the like this interview and this chat whatever and then all of a sudden everybody just went "Ah!" Ah!" and I put my headphones in I remember just looking up and they were just like whoa whoa whoa!" I couldn't really understand what's going on it felt like I felt like there was an attack or something something was happening within the actual room because it was almost like the atmosphere just got sucked out of the room and everybody was just like I stood up in my chair like <gasps> you know I'm gay I love a little bit of drama so I was like <laughs> <laughs> looking around like <laughs> it was very much in like oh my god and also then you're thinking you're looking at Twitter and that's one of the weird things about being there is that maybe not so much last year I don't know why like, I think it'll feel like people just were a bit like oh I at the Oscars last year and even this year to an extent but um in that moment you were like everybody in the world that loves film 
and even is on Twitter and loves a good bitch is talking about this right now. And I'm here. This, it, you just feel in the center of a conversation that's happening worldwide. And um, it's just surreal because you're just right beside them. And right after that, Emma Stone came into the room and she was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about because I have my card right here. So basically what they said happened was Emma Stone's card was read out and it said Emma Stone, la la land. And that's what was read out for, um, for Moonlight because it was the wrong card. But she was like, mm, no, because when I won my award, I got my card and it's right here. And she was quite angry. It's like We were in the room like, scandal, lies. They're lying <laughs> to us. And she was showing it to us. But actually what happened was there was a, a fail safe card. So there's a card on either side of the stage. And she took the card that was used for her to win the award for best actress. But um, the, the award for um, best uh, feature that year they picked up the wrong card and it wasn't checked. And I think it was because they were taking a selfie with Emma. Like I have a, because there's a picture of the person who I think was Irish as well, as far as I remember. As far as I remember, the person who gave the wrong card was an Irish person. I was like, of course, of course. Oh, can we oh, do grand. anything right? Grand, take any of them. Because I'm pretty sure that they were on like Radio One, uh, like RT Radio One, the week before doing an interview. Like, this is what we do. This is what happens. And then it was like, oh god, why did I, why did I do that interview? Um, so they gave the wrong one. But yeah, it felt like it. At the end of the day, the next week, you know, it moves on and nobody's talking about it. But it's still something that people mention, sort of in pop culture and stuff. So it is weird to think that you were there in that moment and you kind of felt the reaction within the room. Yeah. I watched that clip earlier. It was just mad. It was like, no, this is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a joke. Get up here. It's insane. Like it's yeah. so like not over the top. Like I think if you're involved, obviously, like of, co- of course it's a big deal, but like mm. ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. As you said, when you look back on it now and how quickly the news cycle moves... It's yeah. like, oh, like. and I just ended up feeling bad for Barry Jenkins and the yeah. team of Moonlight because you're like, wow, that moment was kind of stolen from them. And yes, people always remember that, but also there was it was such a significant win. It was, you know, um, a film about black LGBT people. Like that's was huge. Like I know such a good film. If anyone amazing. hasn't somehow yeah. hasn't seen that, I think I I only ended up actually watching it this year last year because of the pandemic and. I really wish I'd watch it sooner. It's so good. So, so, so good. good. What's your own, like, obviously you said you've covered eight years of this now or eight Oscars. Like, you must have a favorite memory from the ceremonies you've covered. I'm sure it's probably a hard ask as well, but like, even considering the people you've interviewed, like, what stands out for you? Um, I think, I mean, nothing will ever beat the first moment that I walked on the carpet. Personally, that is just a a sense of like it literally have you ever you know that episode of the simpsons where they're in the museum and she's like velvet robe velvet robe <laughs> it's that like literally red carpet You're like like putting your ear to the ground and being like i can hear the ghost of john wayne <laughs> sort of stuff like that but um I think probably favorite moments from the ceremonies over the years. I mean, Moonlight, La La Land, that's always going to be up there. Um, uh, like a lot of the big memories I would have would be even in the week leading up to it and, and stuff like that. But I'm trying to think best moment that like, it's kind of just like, I mean, probably 
for me meeting Lady Gaga was just insane. Yeah. Olivia Colman winning that um, award was was incredible. As a fan of uh, a long time fan and someone who watches the Peep Show on a daily basis, it was uh, whoa, oh my god. Um, this year would have been absolutely amazing. Parasite last year, I think that was such a, a huge, huge moment because it, it was the only moment within that press room which felt on a par with the Moonlight stuff. If when when it won, everybody was just like, <gasps> and everybody started going, yes, yes. It was almost just like this. Oh my God, the you know patriarchy has been torn down, and there's opportunities for other people, and the right movie has won. Um, and then yeah, like getting to ask. Brad Pitt a question last year that's sort of in I think those moments are the best in the press room because I've been fortunate enough and, and lucky enough over my career to interview you know some really talented people and, and people have created incredible things but in that moment you're talking to them in the best moment of their life it is the moment that their whole life has been leading up to and unless it's someone like I don't know Meryl Streep where they're like ah sure i'll put this one in the third bathroom <laughs> like i think you know you're meeting them at a point that will always they'll always remember and i've interviewed kind of people over the years after they've won and after i've asked them a question within that room like viola davis or eddie redmayne and i i've brought it up and they're like i remember you yeah oh my god they're like that was such a blur that and you, you just see their face light up and you just know that you know that was a moment they dreamt about when they were a child and all of a sudden you are sharing it with them and yeah, you're a tiny part of it tiny part of it and it's, yeah. it's stunning it's it's it feels just like and like they don't know your name <laughs> they won't care about you the next day but for me i was part of it you know? <laughs> i was part of it i think if i was you or in your position Stephen, i would have no friends left because i'd be every conversation it'd be oh well when i met lady gaga <laughs> or it's kind of similar to when i spoke to brad pitt about that <laughs> Yeah. I'm bad enough as it is with this podcast. Like I'm going to be talking about speaking to Stephen Byrne all week. <laughs> you imagine are, if it's yeah. like A-listers. Oh. And but you know what? If like there are sort of like moments where I have been on maybe dates or something, and I've gone to see a movie with that person or whatever, and I'm like, do I say it? I've, you're like, don't, I, say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And then you turn around, you're like, I've met everyone in this movie. <laughs> No, but it, it is a weird one. Like, is it when something like that is part of your job and it becomes quite a general thing? And my housemates have probably noticed this as well during this lockdown. You know, they'd be walking by my room and they hear a little mix going, Hi, Stephen. Like, it's just like, they're like, What? Um, there's, it like, it's normal. It becomes semi normal. And I appreciate it and love it so much. And it's great crack. And you get to meet some people that you really admire. But it still does become like a, oh, Tuesday okay i gotta do that and 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 all that so it it you almost feel like a bit of a knob to downplay it as well because i'm yeah. at the same time like oh, yeah i can't believe i met lady gaga <laughs> <laughs> like there are, you're still very much within that sort of like i know <laughs> so um yeah it, it's like if i just feel like a bit of a knob if i'm like oh yeah no i met her yeah yeah she's cool like this it's like oh no i know this is whopper and what what the hell who, and maybe you won't be at, um, at liberty to disclose this, but you have mm. a silver tongue, so I'm sure you'll answer creatively. <laughs> the best person you've interviewed and the worst person you've interviewed within the context of the, the Oscars. Oscars, or even like just movies in general. Um, the Oscars, I'd say, stand out person. Oh, it's so, um, I... Francis McDormand was probably, you know, just such a such a big moment. Or, I mean, Steven Spielberg. I spoke to him before The Post when that came out. And for me, just Jurassic Park is my favorite movie in the entire world. That is a map of Ooh. Jurassic Park. <laughs> that a is map the island of Jurassic Park right Aww, above me. Movie poster. Yeah, it's a very awkward one if anybody ever comes over to my room. <laughs> you know consensually <laughs> and we look and they're like what is the that the Aran Islands and they look at it and they're like oh my guess it's the Aran Islands yeah it's <laughs> no that is a map of Jurassic Park Isla Nublar so like absolutely love Jurassic Park um so I think to be to sit in a room with, with Steven Spielberg and try pretend like I'm being normal it was crazy and I, I luckily enough got to bring my sister that, that day as well and she caught a glimpse and like five minutes before as well, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks were walking down the corridor um, and they were just messing and shouting at each other. And um, 
Nero turned red and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, don't apologize to me, Meryl. I'm sorry for existing. <laughs> so, Walk all over me, queen. Yeah, it's fine. Kick me in the face. Breakpoint Nexus. Spit on me. <laughs> um, like, I think that was a, a special moment just because I, I could never fathom that I would ever be like able to hold a conversation with him so having to pretend like I wasn't freaking out and be professional was just such a yeah it was, it was just such a confidence booster in that sense but also just such a wow oh my god well done Stephen we're here <laughs> yeah we did it Joe we did we it. did it Joe we did it <laughs> you're the next president of the United States <laughs> um and the worst oh I interviewed someone who I've interviewed them a couple of times, but they apologized to me after I interviewed them again. And I won't say exactly who it is, but they used to be a musician and now are an actor, big Hollywood oh. actor. And they said something along the lines to me of like in an interview where I was like, oh, what are you going to do for Christmas? And they were like, basically, they were like, I'm going to terrorize my kids. And got really like, and I was just like, this is, is this a joke or what is this? Because it was just, it was just a moment. It was a bit like, oh, it's a bit awkward. I don't not even say terrorize my kids is not even the word they use. They, they're like, oh, gonna, yeah. Right. It was just like, what are you talking about here? And then they apologized and they were just quite rude. And it was all this, but they apologized to me uh, about two years later. And they're like, I am so sorry. I don't know what was going on with me that day. I was like, yeah, that was a really weird thing to say. But ah, as that person is a little bit, I can't even say who it is. So I, yeah, you might want to cut this out. I don't know. Says, <laughs> no, says everything that they apologize after. Yeah. Um, this year, obviously very different ceremony. Mm. It seemed like they were kind of really hell bent on having it be as normal as possible. I Amazingly. mean, yeah, yeah which, I'm, I, I'm which not. I find even, I just didn't like the messaging of the mask thing. I was like, let people, like make people wear masks, like in this world yeah. where it's so like, you know, being debated, which it shouldn't be, especially in America, where you've got, you know, anti-mask protests happening in the UK around the same time where there's people, you know, police officers actually being, you know, hurt and, and all that. It's like, is it that hard to just, asked even if they're vaccinated ask them for you are role models for so many people and i feel it's so important that they could have in that moment um just embraced it like it just felt a little bit like no we will try and have this as normal as possible even the fact that they got the cartoon saloon guys out in kilkenny in front of the castle at three in the morning or four in the morning you know it was like could oh it just felt a little bit like oh god you're really in like have to you really just want this to be as normal as possible and it i mean it did feel like that but it felt a little bit sterile i think at points yeah. as well but i think that seems to be the general consensus mm. but even in terms of results did anything surprise you were you happy with anything such a weird year for cinema obviously because a lot of the oscar nominated movies like for here in ireland a lot of them only became available within like the last to yeah. like Nomadland and Promising Young Woman were only available on streaming within the last week. So yeah, strange. Yeah, Nomadland in the last week. Yeah, and Promising Young Woman as well. And we didn't even know if we were going to get that. Um, and yeah, a number of the other ones have been around for a little while. So some people might not have even seen that they were nominated. And there's some have been movies they passed on but at the same time it is very exciting because it means that a lot of people now can you know look back on what was nominated or, or won last night and dive into that over the next kind of few weeks and be like oh that must be good um there was a few i think anthony hopkins winning was something that surprised me and surprised him um, where did that come from like any of the conversations i had with anyone he was never ever no. in the pit and that seems to be the big thing that it was like a real shock that chadwick boseman didn't get it major for marini's black bottom like so strange Aww. And I think one of the big things, like I, I, obviously the, the reaction online was people, were people being like, oh, Chadwick should have won it. And his performance was absolutely incredible in that. And um, I think a lot of people were obviously a bit angry at that, but I felt really bad because I, I saw Anthony Hopkins release a video being like, I want to thank you for this award, but I am so surprised. Did not think I was going to win this. I love Chadwick so much. It almost felt like he was apologizing for it, which is a shame because Anthony Hopkins, obviously you know, successful actor, brilliant performance in the film. Haven't seen it yet because it's actually not available um, here yet. And hopefully we'll get it um, within the summer. I think when cinemas are open again, but it just felt a bit like, oh God, he must have been getting a lot of abuse because there was a, a reaction video he did to winning the BAFTA and he was like, la, 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 oh my God. And then boom, for, for that, not that reaction. Mm. Um, I think that, yeah, it was, it was probably 
the the biggest surprise of the night. Also, Francis McDormand wasn't expected to win for for Nomadland. Um, so I think people were a little bit shocked with that too. But the Oscars kind of always does that. Like they, they don't always fully go with what has been the prerequisite in, in the previous kind of award ceremonies. Whereas they did for so long that I think people are still in that mindset that that could possibly happen. Um, so there's always avenue for an upset like we saw with Parasite that, you know, completely through any question out the window and i hope that a lot of that is to do with the fact that I've, they've diversified the academy and, and i was gonna say of other voices in there that might not have normally been in there um but other than that it was a it was a typical oscar ceremony and a lot of the movies that won were were ones that i think we kind of expected daniel kaluuya i just oh i want it i want to bone that man so bad he, <laughs> like he he seems like the biggest crack ever. And he's like, he's outra- outrageously hot, outrageously talented. He's up there. He's just won. And he's like, I just want to thank my parents for having sex. Like he is. Her face. Did you see her love. face? Yeah. But it, it was, it was the sister like immediately cringing. And then the man being like, what, what the fuck did he just say? Like it was. <laughs> <He's me. laughs> oh, and so, oh, but like a juice in the back was like, yeah, incredible. It was so hard mm. between him and Lakeith because I majorly Lakeith looked, oh, Lakeith looked on his outfit be was think- incredible. I'll be thinking, about, I'll be thinking about it for weeks. He had one of the hottest people <laughs> ever since I saw him on Uncut Gems. I'm like, you are yeah. too hot. It hurts my feelings. Uh, and gosh, we all needed something to hold on to in that as well because it was such a like a ride of a movie oh, um, but yeah Judas and the Black Messiah if people haven't checked it out you can um, rent it I think on yeah. Amazon um, and it is it was so worth it um, Dominique Fishback as well who's in an incredible performance from her it's just it's just a, a real lesson on a history that I think a lot of people in this country might not know about as well um, so it's yeah um, all about the creation of the, the Black Panther Party and, and the assassination of Fred Hampton and it's, yeah, it's one of the ones, because I feel like a lot of people are going to dive into the streaming movies, but I don't think they're going to dive into, obviously, the ones where they have to rent them and, and pay that little bit of money, but it's 100% worth it if if people can. But yeah, oh my God, the face of his mom was just like, but they're the moments you want. It's like, you know, that Billie Eilish face that she made where she's like, what? Like all that sort of stuff. The moments that can be memed, the moments that can be reproduced. Um, and he, you know he could have possibly won for get out back in the day and that was a a, a possibility and it's it's great to see him up there because i think he's gonna he's gonna move on to even bigger bigger things he's so good and another skins alumni that's just absolutely killing it in hollywood i completely forgot he was in skins oh my god imagine he's doing a live action uh uh barney the dinosaur what? I'm, oh my god! I he's I, I, you guys, you need to look this up because every what? time I say it, people, they're like, "No, that's fake," and I have to double check every time because I'm like, maybe it was an Onion article, but like, he's fully <laughs> doing. I can't explain. Hang on, I'm googling it here now. Bar- Daniel Kaluuya, Barney. That does sound movie. made up. That sounds. No, I swear to God, Barney movie. Barney is a dinosaur from Daniel, and now we know that's the theme. What, hang on. <laughs> Uh, he he wanted to be like dark. He's doing it with um, Mattel, like who do Barbies and all like. Who are also at the moment making a Barbie movie, yeah. Which um, Margot is it Margot Robbie's playing Barbie. Yeah. Um, oh, that'll be good. Sorry, I'm so excited. Barney taught us, "I love you, you love me." Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when that isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking. Use it. <laughs> I can't gonna... deal. Every time I think about this, I'm like, I cannot wait. <laughs> what is he going to be? I'm not sure if, like, if he's actually going to be in the cast. If he plans on playing Barney, but yeah, I just, I'm so excited. I'm so that excited. is crazy. But yeah, they're obviously like obviously buying up all those, um, all, those all the all the childhood there. toys and making yeah. them evil. Yeah. But I think the Barbie one's going to be good because Greta Gerwig is directing it and Margot Robbie is um, is starring as Barbie. So I think there could be there could be something there that they'll do something very 21st century with it. Um, and it's being written by um, Noah oh, Bom, Bombach. Oh, Greta, he did. Greta's marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greta's partner. Yeah. So I think that's going to be just something completely different that people aren't expecting from a movie titled Barbie. Um, oh, I just love Margot. I miss her. Yeah. I haven't seen her in bits and a while. She's so, so fab. That's that's my favorite incredible. moment. Oh my god! When was it when Frances McDormand won for Three Billboards and 
when the cameras went off and all that happened, you know, the, when they went to the ad break, um, all the, the women who had been nominated for, for best actress, which was Saoirse Ronan, which was, I think Margot Robbie, I think that year as well. And, um, everybody that was nominated, they all just got together and just got together in this big, massive hug. And it was stunning. It was just such a lovely moment and highly illegal now, but <laughs> so gorgeous. And I think that was, that was, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite moments. Seeing that. I actually was like close to a tear. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, look at them all. And Saoirse. Yeah, and Saoirse in the middle of it just adds a bit of, yeah. a bit closer to home. Feels. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> um, in your professional opinion, Stephen, as a movie Oscars expert Fanula has written down here what is your favourite movie and actor <laughs> I don't know if there's more context to that Fanula <laughs> no I just want it all like <laughs> um, I think oh, I always say I have like three favourite movies because like you can always go for the very like I love Jurassic Park I love it okay it's amazing um, and the other two would be Alien I'm a big massive Alien fan love horror and it was probably one of my first introductions to it um and the Truman Show is a movie that I go back to all the really? time I absolutely adore um and fortunately enough got to do it for my uh leaving cert um which was crazy so um yeah absolutely love the Truman Show I'll probably watch it like four or five times a year and I don't know why I don't know what it was that just hooked me into it but does it not um, induce like an existential crisis for you? Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> You're just, you just maybe this is the existential crisis. Maybe that's what it is because I do regularly think that we're living in a simulation. Yeah, like, things are happening. Things happen to me all the time where people are like, "Oh, it's a very Stephen Burr thing to happen," and they're just coincidences that are just like, eh, "This is a script. This is a movie script." Um, but yeah, Truman Show would probably be my number one kind of favorite movie and kind of grew up loving Jim Carrey not so much anymore but like at the time like as a teenager Jim Carrey was probably my my go-to um and Jeff Goldblum as well yeah pretty bad but in my brain I've like registered that Jim Carrey is dead but he's very much alive no he's literally not ever my brain screams (laughs) dead when I think of Jim Carrey his career might be but he's not (laughs) (laughs) zing got him Stephen, you're on the radio at the minute. Where can people find you if they want to hear that voice more? I always love your voice because it just sounds like you're smiling whenever you speak. Yeah. I don't know Aww. if anyone says that to you, but when you're, you're you, radio, just you just sound like, sound like you're you have a big having, smile on your face. Yeah, and you're having the time of your life, and it honestly, it's palpable. Yeah, that one of the first things that I ever uh, got told was people can hear you smiling. So yeah. smile. Uh, and not just to me that like if you smile that people can hear a smile so you're I the embodiment of that went into that but um yeah uh, covering breakfast at the moment while Darren creates a new breakfast show um which is very exciting and myself and Tara Stewart are in there and I've known Tara for years so it's it's such a lovely kind of gift to be able to be in there with you know one of your good friends at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> trying to wake each other up um but it's yeah very good fun and then weekends you can catch me from from three to five where we do kind of a lot of the movie interviews and we have a few exciting guests coming up over the next few weeks as well Stephen Byrne thank you so much for joining us on bandwagons this is my Oscars being here <laughs> is honestly like like, you know I'm, I very much was like oh my god like Emma Stone's in the room again well I've got <laughs> Two Meryl Streep sitting right in front of me right now. Yes. So. <laughs> we love when we can, when we can hang out in person, let's do drinks, and we'll get you on off the wagon, and we'll oh get really oh. rosy. Yes. Please, 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 please. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That was Stephen Byrne talking to us about the Oscars. Uh, Many thanks to him for joining us again. As we said, we have a lot to catch up on. If you have any pressing imminent thoughts on any of the movies or anything that went down, DM us. Let us know. Um, Let us know if you think anyone was robbed. We'd be very interested to hear that. Um, Before we get into mini bandwagons... Well, I was going to say, instead of mini bandwagons, we can do this, but I do have some mini bandwagons, but they're... No, let's... No, let's just, we'll just, we'll do the housekeeping. It's fine. Okay. You can take a week off. It's fine. Okay. Um, obviously, we had our event last week with uh, Darren Garrahy and Victoria Seekers. Many thanks to them again in aid of the Irish Cancer Society. Um, so our final tally was... I don't have the exact figure, but it was very close to €2,500, which is absolutely insane between um, donations from friends, from ticket sales 
from our Instagram stories. That's all added together. Um, it's just, it's just, it's more than we had set out. Like I was like, if we make 500 euro, it's great. So we've made five times that. And I actually couldn't be happier. And everyone I've told is very delighted with us. And we should be very proud. But um, yeah, it all, a lot of the credit should go to Victoria and Darren because whatever we were expecting them to do, they came on and they did 10 times that. They were so funny. I felt like I, w- I actually was in the George or in a nightclub for the bingo. Um, and Darren, Darren spilled the tea and was so funny as per usual. So um, we can't thank them enough. And for everyone for tuning in for donating what a night big thank you to bucket hound and hunter comms for supplying the prizes and a big thank you to the people buying the prizes mr tato still garden distillery wine lab jando the body shop grace o'malley grace o'malley deals no no i paid no them. deals didn't know <laughs> thank you to breed for providing the deals for the bags um, big thank you to get them and big thank you to Claire Buckley in Buckingham for your support on that we hugely appreciate it um, prizes are being sorted this week bear with us it all ended up being very mental um, we should have one of us probably Fanula should have been in touch with you by now if you want a prize if not please do get in touch but I feel like we, you've probably spoken to everyone yeah I'm waiting on one more person from bingo um, but I'd imagine by the time this goes out hopefully they will be on to us um, if you'd and you like, have them shortly if you'd like us to do more of these events please 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 let us know um, because we can we can do that it could happen maybe not sure today can. maybe not tomorrow but we can we can start planning another one if people are up for it it's mad even Victoria had said before we sold 300 tickets like which is mad and after we'd sold maybe close to 200 Victoria said after a year of Zoom events in this like pandemic um, to sell that many tickets is insane when people have such Zoom fatigue. So, yeah, we are it's beyond yeah. beyond grateful, and we will we're gonna do it up big style in person as a way to say thanks. Yeah. Uh, come when are our shows? October, November, November, November. Sorry, my God, my brain. Um, we cannot wait to slobber all over you in person. Um. That's it from us this week. We're over on Patreon. If you want to join us over there for bonus episodes, patreon.com forward slash bandwagons. Is it Movie Club podcasts. this week? I think it's about time. Movie yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, it's something anyway. They'll be getting okay. um, We're Bandwagons Podcast on all social media. This podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.